Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to walk you through this week's news. And our paper is dominated with a really great picture and story by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer. We had um, our photographer at the Indian Ladder Farms Renaissance Festival where he found this man, Michael Cataldo, and you may recognize him as I did because he works in the transfer station at Gilderland, driving that forklift truck with real aplomb, but his alternate life is he is an artist making things out of metal, found pieces of metal. This necklace that he's displaying here, he made from a meteorite. Fascinating. Elizabeth also has the top story on a $730,000 project that is undergoing, it's underway right now and is supposed to be finished by the end of July, adding a bike lane and a crosswalk. And this bike lane will be in the busiest, one of the busiest sections in Gilderland on Route 20 between Crossgates Mall and the city line. And, uh, Pat Fahey, who was instrumental in arranging for it, has, is a bicyclist herself and said how dangerous it is. Her daughter works at Crossgates and isn't allowed to bike there because of that, and hopefully that will ameliorate that situation. Sean Mulcairin has a story on 35 acres of land that are being acquired by the Mohawk Hudson Land Conservancy. They had been slated for development so they are adjacent, as you will see when we get to the map, to five rivers, and the hope is they'll one day become part of that. This is a shout-out for the village of Voorheesville that was in a difficult situation with irate citizens over two different projects. One, the Stewart shop to replace Smitty's, which has since withdrawn its plan, and the other, a multi-unit apartment complex to be built with a planned unit development zone next to St. Matthew's Church. They took this difficult situation, turned it around to involve all citizens, as you can see in Carol Coogan's drawing, and come up with a plan that seems really solid to us. We commend them, but we urge them to take that next important step so that all this is not for naught, and that is to adopt zoning to make it law so that this will shape the future. And we urge other municipalities to follow suit. For instance, the town of Knox, which has been kind of the supervisor pushing a business district and now suddenly changing course. It'd be great to survey the whole community and have a plan that takes into account the, the town as a whole. We have another wonderful column by Dennis Sullivan. He asked, does the rule of law have the juice to keep violence in check? And he uses as a springboard for discussing this a movie that he's just sent us, so I hadn't seen it, but I plan to now, a Western where he, Sullivan, draws out parallels um, in, in the way the current administration is working. We highly recommend reading that. We got a letter from Catherine Cunningham, 
who has had very good experiences shopping at Cindy Saida's prom and dress shop. That shop, she has now moved to Latham, and she's questioning our coverage of that, but is glad to have learned from the story that the shop is in Latham, and she hopes her two daughters will get wedding gowns there. She asked us to explain the reason for covering some of the financial difficulties surrounding that, and we explained um, it has largely to do with the shop's owner being a member, a town official, a member of the zoning board whose wages are to be garnished because of judgments against her. We had just a wonderful time talking with Albert Ebert, who turned 98 on Tuesday. Happy birthday, Albert. And his whole family surrounded us. Sean Mulcairn went as the tech person while I interviewed him in our latest podcast posted today um, about his memories from Gilderland. He lived at Rose Hill when Route 20 was a single lane road, he says. Um, Just fascinating, a a really um, wonderful man. Sarah Rogers, an intern with the Community Caregivers. She's an Albany medical student, and she is sharing her knowledge on how calorie needs change with age. We then have a column, as always, by John Williams for the Old Men in the Mountain. And this time, one of the old men brought with them a stamp. This used to be New Hampshire's symbol, the rock face, the Old Men in the Mountain that fell. And part of the column is a uh, look at the technology that another of the old men had to transmit these pictures digitally. Michael Koff was up in the Hilltowns yesterday at the Rensselaerville Firehouse, and he recorded a wonderful donation. Uh, Sue and Don, Don Britton um, have donated to each of the fire chiefs in the three departments in town a special paraphernalia that allows um, firefighters to help pets breathe um, if they're caught in a house that's on fire. And it looks to us like Otis is smiling for the picture. Dennis Barber on the Knoxtown board is excited about the upcoming Pucker Street Fair and urges um, people that have classic cars and trucks to enter them in a antique or classic car show. We have a letter from Roger Patrick, who grew up in Gilderland and follows the news, he says, from our paper, and is upset about Judge Napierski not being backed by the Democratic Committee, calling it overt nepotism. We have a letter from Monica Bush, she writes, and Lori McCormick. They are with a Blue Ribbon Culinary building at the Altamont Fair, and they're urging you to think ahead about what you might enter in this year's fair. We have Shirley Unser writing us from the New York Capital District Christian Women's Connection, and their luncheon for July is going to be themed God Bless America um, with a speaker on an inner city mission. And we have a letter from Connie Rue, the Secretary of Altamont Community Traditions, just reporting on how successful the Strawberry Social was. Into the news, uh, there was a main break in Bethlehem Line that was, the water stayed safe, although it left dark stains. Um, We have pictures from Michael Koff on farmers markets in the area that Wednesday, there was the opening for the one behind Pisano's. This is in McCownville. It's produce from Barber's Farm out in Middleburg. 
And in Voorheesville, it was their, they had their market open earlier. It's every Wednesday. And in spite of the rain, there was a great turnout. It's more than just produce. It also includes baked goods and vendors with crafts and all kinds of things. It's their 10th anniversary. We congratulate them and wish them well. This is more from Sean on the Village Board adopting the master plan and outlining the different six zones with descriptions of what they would include if the law is adopted. And Rose is following up on, remember our readers will if they have been reading for long, the tower on Edwards Hill that was so controversial in Rensselaerville and even involved a suit. It is now going to host a new company, a commercial company that will bring in the landowners, the Ganges, uh, quite a substantial amount of money. Wedding bells have rung for Elizabeth Gwynn and Michael Firestone, and we congratulate them and wish them well. Lots going on in our libraries as summer is upon us. There are reading programs in every single one of our libraries with a common theme of libraries rock. Um, Altamont is taking it literally in terms of fossils and things in rocks, whereas other uh, libraries are using more of the music motif, but um, lots of exciting things there. There was a puppet show in the Bethlehem Library, and Kay Collins led a comedy workshop that was well-attended and well-received that Jennifer Mosier writes about in Sco Harry. Lots of arrests in our blotter section. News that the Albany County Jail is among jails across the state. It got $200,000 for treatment for substance abuse. We've editorialized for this for a long time. The SHARPS program in Albany County has reduced the recidivism rate. We think it's a great thing. The Bethlehem police are investigating a robbery at the Dollar Tree. And they've also released what's legal and what's not for 4th of July fireworks, handheld fireworks, uh, sparklers are legal, firecrackers are not. There's a list there so you can tell. Lots going on in our community. We have a picture here of a dark-eyed junko, and that's because it's from the Hike Preserve, and there will be a walk in the Hike Preserve where people can listen to bird calls and learn how to identify them. And here we have a sample photograph from each of the school district graduations that we cover in full next week in our Keepsake Graduation Edition. And Beulah the News Hound is urging you to paper train your graduate. It's like a letter from home sending the enterprise. This is the Gilderland graduation that took place Saturday in the athletic arena at the University of Albany. This is the Burn Knox Westerlo graduation that took place in the Egg in Albany, also on Saturday. And on Friday evening in their own school, the Voorheesville Clayton A. Booten High School graduates had their ceremony. More from Sean on the land that's now being doubly protected, both by the Department of Environmental Conservation as well as the Mohawk Hudson Land Conservancy. And this sign just clearly, clearly makes, you know, known where the land is. And this map shows how the property, 35 acres, abuts the Five Rivers property that's already owned by the DEC, and the plan is to ultimately have them be part of the same preserve. 
Lots of classified ads and senior news. Madeline Bratt writing about the menu up in the Helderbergs as well as services available. Many activities listed as always in Gilderland as well as a chance to learn about Medicare and exercise class and coupons for a farmer's, for farmer's market. Sadly, we had four obituaries this week. Loretta Cruel who is from Knox, is described by her family as a warm and kind person who put church and family above all else. Richard Hemstead, who had worked for GE and died young um, unexpectedly. Um, Jean Perez, who is a longtime Voorheesville resident and raised six children. Bernard Wagner, who worked as both a dairy farmer and a highway foreman. And then we move along to some happier news. This is news of an Eagle Scout, and we gave it special coverage, a story by Sean, because Nias, there he is, (laughs) his father... Uh, Mr. Goodby says that his son is the first African-American in Troop 73 to reach the lofty rank of Eagle Scout, and his project was making a wharf at the Helderberg workshop. Some nice news here from Tony Latore, who brought this picture in, he is with the Rod and Gun Club, Helderberg Rod and Gun Club, donating money raised from a... a trap shoot to the Hilltown Community Resource Center to be used for their food pantry. And the Fox and Kill Tavern had its opening weekend last weekend, and it looks just beautiful. We wish them well. More from Elizabeth on the amazing things that are forged by Michael Cataldo, and here he's showing uh, the spider forge he built, some of the work that he's made. This is a gateway to a pool (laughs) made out of chains that he's able to recycle from other uses. This, as you can see, if you're a Star Wars fan, is a TIE fighter, and um, it's got milk cans as part of it and other found things, and it's, it's just a really fun story. We urge people to read that, and once we get past our classified on our back page, we have news of the first ever located in Altamont from the fairgrounds, Century Ride, and those of you who listened to our podcast last week with Bill Little know that there will be Anyone can sign up. You don't have to be a club member, but there will be cycling tours you can take that range from 7 to 100 miles, and it really just looks like a lot of fun. With that, we close out our week.